Great show listening to. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everyone is having a great day today. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we have such a treat today because we are going to be speaking with someone who uses social media actually in the trenches with a retail business. You know, a lot of times I think we kind of forget that a, a business, a brick and mortar business can use social media to promote themselves. And so with me today is Andy Darnell. Andy, welcome. Hi, Deb. How you doing? Not bad. How about you? I'm great. Good, good. Well, let me give a little bit of your information here before we jump right into this. So Andy is not a designer. He's not a developer. He often misspells your and your when creating content. He's not an expert, but he has a passion for the locally owned small businesses. Andy is the director of marketing for Howard Brothers, an Atlanta-based owned and independently run True Value hardware store and outdoor power equipment company with several locations in Atlanta. He's also had the opportunity to help develop and implement web content strategy with some of the largest hospitals and healthcare systems in the country. He likes to assist small businesses discover the marketing tools which are often misused or left in the toolbox altogether. Andy, again, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Great, great. Well, Andy and I met several months ago at WordCamp, and he gave a great presentation on how to use WordPress to, uh, you know, as kind of your, your basis for a website, but how to create content that drives conversation. And to me, that is ultimately what is most important, whether it's your website, whether it's your blog, whether it's social media, you want to generate that conversation, right, Andy? Conversation and conversion. This is true. So, yes. they don't, we don't want to just talk about it. We want them to come and buy from That's us, right. right? Got to drive them in the store. That's right. Cool. Now, how long have you been at Howard Brothers? It is a really weird story, but um, I, during high school, I started working kind of in the um, stocking area, just started stocking one of the stores and kind of learning the nuts and bolts literally of the store. And mm-hmm. and just over the, over the course of... Um, a few years that I was there, I graduated high school, went on to college, worked through college, and then after college, actually left to go get a real job, I guess you can say, in the real world. I was I was getting a, a job, and then um, through the economy changing and 9-11, I, I had to come back to Howard's, um, which was great, great family. Um, but then um, an interesting thing happened about 10 years after I really started working for Howard's. I got a request to kind of use my degree in project management for a web interactive company. And um, so that's where I went to Avid Design. They're a great small company in, in Norcross, Georgia. We started working with hospitals. And so about five years into that, I learned a whole new craft, um, really from a marketing angle. And um, and so I got to come back. I got to, I got to leave um, in a place where I wanted to go and impact local businesses. We were really working with um, big hospital systems across the country, and 
And I just really wanted to get back and, and, and help the small guy and the, um, the brick and mortar companies, the mom and pops that are trying to do everything on their own. And so I came back to Howard Brothers and was able to take my marketing skills and, and really impact what we're doing here. Great. Well, you know, what I love about this is the fact that it's a hardware store. And a lot of times we tend to forget that such a male dominated, you know, type of, of, uh, market can use social media, can use websites. So what has been your practice and, and your findings with, you know, connecting with people online? Because you've got a great website. Yeah, it's been really challenging. Um, I mean, we, we have to represent ourselves, our own reputation. We have to create and define that branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we have to, uh, represent the brands that we sell. And, um, it, it has been really, really challenging to try to juggle the different brands and the, um, I mean, you've got national branding that is, that is pushing out messaging. And then we've got our local messaging that we want to push out. So it is definitely challenging to do that. But I mean, it comes down to what we do every day in our stores. We, we try to, uh, get to know people one on one. So we try to, we try to talk like we're talking to one person. We're not trying to talk to the masses. We're trying to talk to one person on our website. Great. You know, and one of the things that I've seen on your website is the fact, or on your, your uh, Facebook page, is the fact that people really do go there and comment. Do you encourage people to do that, and how do you do that? <coughs> We've, yes, absolutely. We try, we try to get that conversation going, as you were saying. And, you know, that's been challenging over the, the um, two years that I've been back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conversation, you don't want to, you don't want to fake it. You want it to be authentic and, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I welcome when I get bad comments on our blog and we get some reviews from time to time, but you just got to be there. You got to listen and pay attention. And of course, we're always talking about relevant subjects too. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Atlanta area, as you know, I mean, we've had so much rain lately and storms. And, um, so we've been trying to, um, talk about what, what to do in case you got a tree down and you need to pull out a chainsaw, you know, try to try to create a post that's around that. Mm-hmm. that subject and then that really drives conversation because it's relevant at the time. Well, and one of the cool things that you do is you use a lot of video. Um which to me is just a key to all of this because you know in in your case you're doing a lot of how-to videos, you're showing equipment videos. Do you shoot those yourselves? Do you edit them yourselves? How do you do all of your videos? We do. I mean, it's so simple now um to shoot video and edit it. Mm-hmm. And um I mean you can make a professional looking video, um, with little cost. Um, Mm -hmm. but also again, we're trying to get that authentic. This is who you're going to meet when you come into one of our stores, Mm -hmm. you're going to meet, um, this cashier or this salesperson. And I want, um, I want our customers to feel comfortable before they come in knowing, wow, this is a real person who's going to come in, who I'm going to be able to go in and talk to. I'm going to see this person and, and he or she's going to be able to help me with exactly what I need. Well, and the, I love how you feature your actual employees. These aren't actors, you know, it isn't anybody like that. So they really can go in and see, you know, whoever it was that just did the chainsaw demonstration. They can go and talk to that person and know that they really are going to connect <coughs> with them. Right. And I mean, we, it, it's hard at times to try to get all the, um, when, <laughs> I, when, I, as soon as I walk into one of our stores with my camera, everybody kind of scatters the other direction. <laughs> But, but I mean, um, we, we did a recent video on Yeti coolers and mm-hmm. I knew I wanted one of our cashiers to do it. She is the sweetest thing and just is so 
um, when you see her interact with customers on a daily basis, she knows the people by name. So I want the, I want that to be portrayed on the video. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to fake it. So, um, we even threw together a bloopers clip because she was really nervous. And, mm-hmm. um, so we, we had the video that I wanted to um, talk about the product, but then we also had a bloopers clip from it that really shows off who she was. And I just think that adds to it. It builds up our employees. It really does because mm-hmm. people get um, excited about being online, um, even though they may be nervous. But it also just it it builds our brand and who we are. It's our. I mean, we're family. So we're we're talking to people who we go to church with, who we go to baseball games with, and um, who we interact with at the store and the bank. And it's just we want those people, our people, to be the ones who represent our brand. Right. And, you know, it, hopefully that the more they do the videos, the more comfortable the employees get with them. But to me, it also kind of adds to it when they are a little bit nervous. Oh, you know, yeah. I think if they get too polished, then somebody's going to think, wait a minute, that that's an actress or an actor. And so it's okay for them to kind of flub up a little bit. Absolutely. And we've, we've been able to see, um, growth and progression. And I, there's some, there's some guys who I go to right now. They're just excellent. I could, I could, um, we can call it in basically, and I can mm-hmm. go to them and say, I want to do this. And, and they, they totally get it. And we've been able to expand and do B roll and some other, um, I think more interesting from a video standpoint. Um, we can do more interesting videos. And you know what does our national brands see what we're doing at a, um, grassroots mm-hmm. small store level and they promote it. And, um, that's just been, I mean, that adds, um, that adds a whole nother layer um, to what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's nice when you have you know them do something because of course they've got the big bucks and and you know if they're say cross posting on their social media sites or whatever, it really does make you guys look great. Yes, absolutely. How do you decide what you're going to do? I mean, do you have a, a strategy like a marketing plan where you think, okay, every Monday we're going to do this? Or, you know, obviously you were talking about the rain, you know, we have to kind of do some spur of the moment things, but talk us through how you've actually implemented this marketing plan. Well, over a couple of years, I mean, when I came, when I came back and we and sat in the marketing seat, um, and a lot of small businesses don't have, have a marketing director, have a marketing mm-hmm. person. It's the business owner. It's, um, right. and what we've tried to do is we, we get the, the management of our company. Uh, we're mm-hmm. a four store, um, small business in Atlanta. So we've got, mm-hmm. uh, several locations. We, we get our general managers together, our owners together, and, and we just talk about the calendar, what's coming up. Um, and that really drives kind of a content editorial for me. I'm able to map out topics that I definitely know I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then over the year, I mean, we have certain things that we know customers are coming in and asking. Uh, so it's just a matter of being there when they are asking those questions. Right. And, you know, it, it really does all tie together. You know, I was looking at your website, which then, you know, you were cross-linking things with social media. You, you've got a Twitter page, your YouTube page, all of those things. One of the things that, that business owners will often tell me is they don't have time to do all of that. They know they need to, but they don't have time. So how have you managed to kind of schedule all of this in? Well, it, it is really tough. And 
again, luckily on, on my, for my company, we have somebody I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure like you, marketing is just going through my brain <clears throat> at all times while I'm driving and when I'm going to bed. And <clears throat> so I'm always thinking about things that come up and, Oh, here's a great topic. And I, I, I capture it at that moment. I know you had Chris Ames on a few weeks ago on your radio. And I mean, that, that moment of capture is so important. So if a business owner doesn't have a marketing guy walking around, he needs to have some way that he can capture it, whether it be in his phone or just a notepad or a memo recorder, something as you're walking around, you say, wow, I need to talk about that. I need to snap a shot, a picture of that. And that's a post. Mm-hmm. Or I need to write down here's some, here is something that happened in our store. We had a question. This needs to be addressed. Um, right. and so I've, I've got a, a notebook with all kinds of topics that I can go to. Um, if I'm, if I'm in a, a, sl- uh, in a, um, place where I can't talk, write mm-hmm. and, and then uh, on top, <laughs> excuse me, on top of that, there are <clears throat> dozens of topics that have to be written right now. And I just, mm-hmm. just got to get to it. So. As small business owners, they just need to have a way to capture that moment and then react on it. Great. You know, and, and we did talk about that with Chris, and I think that was something that was so important <coughs> was to keep that little journal, you know, whether it's, you know, the scrap of paper, the notebook, whatever, and, and actually write it down right when you think about it. Because, you know, if you don't, it's gone. And you might remember vaguely that there was something that you wanted to do, but you know you really couldn't come back, you know, and 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 circle around to that. So what Chris suggested is exactly what you said. He carries you know a little piece of paper with him, a little pencil, so that any time wherever he is, whether it's the car, a meeting, watching TV, he can stop and and write it down and think, okay, I need to talk about you know X. And I think that's really important, especially in a business that is very fast moving because you don't have time later to, to really sit down and, and reflect back on what happened during the day. But if you made a note of it right about then, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, now, do you ask like your, your salespeople and the people that are on the floor to also do the same thing to give you kind of suggested topics? I have and, and they do. <laughs> they bring, they bring ideas to me and, Again, mm-hmm. as we've as we've branched out, we added a new location in February. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's added to the complexity of, I mean, just from an SEO standpoint, me trying to optimize for um, our content for certain geographical areas, or or maybe one store carries a product and another one doesn't. It adds to the complexity for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in some cases, I've actually reached out, and we've got I've got a few people who I can count on to be kind of content champions, and they can. Um, they can sh- give me ideas. They can, they can help me on the social media. The social media part is, is definitely an area that if you're a small business owner and you've got someone who you can trust and, and let them do it, trust mm-hmm. them with it and, um, and let them capture those moments when you have something that you're selling to a customer and that it's just a great shot or you've got a kid who's sitting on a lawnmower in our, our case. It's just those moments that can't be, recreated, you've got to be ready. So I can't be at all places at once. Mm-hmm. So I've got someone at each um, each of our locations who's kind of looking for those and, and is ready to feed me content. Great. So now you do all the posting yourself or do they also have the ability where they can go in and post? 
Right now, they don't. I do have uh, one other person who helps me when we add mm-hmm. products. We have a WooCommerce plugin on our WordPress site, so we add some products from time mm-hmm. to time. And but um, and she's actually helped me with some blogging um, as well. But really, at, at, from our public-facing site, we don't have anybody other than me. We also mm-hmm. actually have something I didn't talk about at WordCamp. We actually created an intranet as well. Ah. Um, and it's something that as again, as a company, we've got four stores that are kind of spread apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to improve just the communication between our, our employees. Mm-hmm. So we've actually created an area where we can do some things in the back room and the, um, in the background. Um, you know, we can communicate to each other, talk about things that are going on. And, um, that's also showed me some people who, I can maybe go and pull into the public side um, mm-hmm. so I can try to get them to do some work for me. Great. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that, that business owners both fear and want is, you know, they, they fear losing that control, you know, and, and allowing someone else to post. But then they also realize that having more than one voice is not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. We, since our people are such such an important piece to our business, I mean, I think their voice needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that is – I have a huge level of trust that is, is given to me by our owners. Mm-hmm. And um, it has allowed me to – I mean, it's a, it's a weighty um, thing for me. Uh, it's, it's heavy for me to ma- maintain and make sure that the reputation of their family name – gets gets spoken well you know spoken mm-hmm. well on the web um so there are times when i see something that one of our our people do and i cringe but mm-hmm. there again you just have to you have you have to let people grow up and kind of get accustomed to the web and 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 be willing to let them fail and we've tried some things that i've tried some things on the web for our company and, and they haven't been real good but mm-hmm. um i mean you as a small business you really have to make um you have to take chances mm-hmm. well and you you said one of the key words and that's trust you know you have to trust that if somebody's also going to be that voice of your business that they're going to to say the right things and clearly you trust them to be face to face with people you know and, right. and so the same thing happens online you know they're they're not going to say something online that hopefully they wouldn't say to somebody in person that's right everybody this is something we talked about when I was in the healthcare world and that you have to understand just the, wow, the conversations that go on between an IT department and a marketing department and your C-level executives, who is giving a message out for hospital, mm-hmm. but every person in that hospital is in marketing, whether, right. whether they like it or not, whether they're on the org chart or not, because mm-hmm. every person in that organization is probably doing something socially. They're talking to somebody in the elevator. So in our sense, I want our people to um, to be proud of what we're doing, and I want them to be able to converse about it with whoever they interact with, whether it be in person or whether it be online. Right. You know, and, and I've seen companies that have developed intricate, detailed, very legalese <laughs> type of social media policies, which tend to get so carried away with telling people what they can and cannot do that it just kind of muddies the waters. Um, I've also seen a social media policy one time that said, behave like an adult. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that was pretty cute. It was, it was probably a little too simplistic. <laughs> but 
you know, it, it really is true. If you, if you trust people, they will follow through with that. Um, yes. you know, and, and, and that is what I have seen from, from business owners. They've said, well, we don't want people to post on, you know, our social media page because they might say the wrong thing. Well, you know, hopefully they're not. And there, there are things that you can fix. You know, we've, we've all unfortunately seen examples of the wrong things get posted. You delete it, you apologize, you know, you, you go from there. But, Having those multiple voices, I think, is just so important for a business that is, you know, like yours, a retail business or, you know, multi-site location, things like that, because they are going to, to see people in these different places and they're going to then interact with them. Absolutely. So how, you know, if, if, if say this, if you're talking to a business that is just thinking about dipping their toes into the social media realm and say they're, you know, a, a brick and mortar bookstore. That'd be a good example. What would you advise to them uh, for starting out? Well, first of all, what we all do is we try to follow people who are doing it well. I think that mm-hmm. helps with um, your comfort level as far as seeing what other, like if I, if I was a bookstore, I would go and find the bookstores who are really doing the web well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are organizations that you can join. So mm-hmm. um, there's, ind- like, I, I, I talk about them all the time. Independent We Stand is a great organization for, for small businesses to kind of learn how to promote their business in their mm-hmm. communities and online and in other ways. Um, so they give you resources. There are plenty of resources online. You really have to define who you are and who your brand is, and then you need to put that out um, on, on a website. You need a, a, a quality website that people um, can can look at and say, "Yeah, this is a real business that I'm dealing with." And then and then just be authentic in the conversation. Don't start out too too much. Um, don't do too much too soon. You know, get into Twitter, get into Facebook. You're not going to have a whole lot of people copy, uh, comment, or send you direct messages or, or, or at messages. Just be there when they do, um, and and uh, and thank the ones who do. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you get somebody who is a member of your tribe, your fan, your fan club, you can really start to use them to bring other people into your tribe. Right, because they're going to believe it more if it's a third party who says, hey, this is a great bookstore, a great hardware store, a great whatever, yeah. than if you're saying it yourself. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You can't, that, the hu- human nature is that we will sniff out if somebody is doing too much marketing. And that's just um, some of the Jacob Nielsen studies on usability is that as soon as you start talking about anything in a really marketing fluffy language mm-hmm. it's going to turn people off and your site right. is not is not as usable as as you may want it to be mm-hmm. so you just need to kind of turn that down and 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 be um be less obvious about it and just let let it be natural right i tell people um and you know kind of follow what i call the 70 30 rule you know 70% of your posts should be informational you know, talking about what what's going on in the industry, fun things in your neighborhood, you know, all those those things. And then 30 percent or less of the posts 
are more like, here's what I do. And even those can be more subtle. You know, yes. for example, I might not say, hey, I am a speaker and you can hire me to come speak to your group. But I could do a post that says I had a great time speaking before X group. And then people just understand, oh, that's what I do. Absolutely. Yes. That's, and that's what we try to do, too, when we, from a social standpoint, if I take a picture, if I can say I'm with that Howard Brothers is the largest steel dealer in the world, which is mm-hmm. a true statement. And we do say that from time to time. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if I show a picture of 60 uh, string trimmers and weed eaters, edge, uh, edgers going out, mm-hmm. that backs up and it's not just spitting it in your face that, that um, we are the, the greatest, <laughs> at least <Right>. I think. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that is key is – you know, you can't be in your face with, with yeah. things. Um, you, the, the used car salesman, the snake oil salesman, all of those various things. Because the second that you do kind of cross that line, people might not unlike the page or unconnect or unfollow or, you know, whatever the, the, wherever they are on the platforms, but they don't pay attention any longer because yeah. you just hit them over the head with your message. Yeah. And it, if you're going to do, marketing well in any medium you have to be consistent with it and you have to do it long term and mm-hmm. i mean you can't just expect to push the rock over the hill the first time it's a right. it's a constant you're pushing that boulder up the hill all the time mm-hmm. well and you said something very <sighs> key and that's that it does take time you know you when say you launch a facebook page you're going to get a handful of your your friends and your employees, hopefully, who will follow the page. And then it will kind of start trickling out from there. But it's not something that happens overnight. You know, I, I advise people that it's probably at least a six-month time span before you really will start to see results. And for a business owner, that's kind of a painful process. You know, they want to run, say, an ad in a newspaper and have 100 people come in and, and buy the product. But they don't understand that to build that relationship with people on social media takes so much longer. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as the brick-and-mortar store that you're in. That bookstore mm-hmm. that you were talking about is probably one that's been in that community for for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, we've been in our community since the 30s. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the the relationships that we have built is not something that happened overnight. It's happened over those 50 years. Uh, what is it? Seventy years. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so I mean, social media is no different. Um, you're going to have some people who are going to jump on it, and um, and you'll see some growth. But really, steady growth is what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always cringe when somebody tells me that they have bought followers. You know, and, and they've done it because they wanted to beef up their own numbers. There's kind of that thought process that if I go to, say, a Twitter page and they've got a hundred people that, that follow them as opposed to 10,000, there's a perception that the, the 10,000 is better. And it's really not better if those aren't the right 10,000 people. <laughs> so I always advise business owners to really watch and make sure that the quality is as important as the quantity. Of followers, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're wanting relevancy um, in anything. I mean, my 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 job description basically boils down to defining and defending the brand of Howard Brothers and to drive conversion on the web and drive people to our to our doors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so if I get a huge amount of people in Idaho to look at our website, um, <laughs> it's not real relevant for that person mm-hmm. who's going to, I mean, we, we sell, we sell lawnmowers. I'm not going to be right. shipping lawnmowers to Idaho, mm-hmm. but, um, at the same time, all that kind of builds into your online, um, your page score, everything else. I mean, so, so you've got it, you're going to have some of that, but you have to, you have to be able to look at it and filter out, uh, the really relevant, um, visitors and your, okay, everybody else who's hitting our site too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's a tough thing to do. And as you were talking about with small business owners who have so little time anyway, it can be challenging when you have, um, someone in Sweden ask you for, uh, for something. And that, that in, in my, my eyes, that's really, it's great. Some of the things that we're doing is, is, is really uh, helping us from a search standpoint. Mm-hmm. If somebody in Sweden's finding me, somebody in Atlanta's finding me. So right. it works. Well, and that person in Sweden <laughs> might know a whole heck of a lot of people in Atlanta that that's then they right. can pass that information back on to. That's and that's right. one of the things that a brick and mortar business, you know, they've, they've told me, well, you know, they don't want to use Facebook. They don't want to use Twitter because they want to keep their, their message local. Well, that's great, except nothing is local any longer. That's true. Um, you know, I have people who contact me from around the world. Now, granted, what I do is is virtual, but you know, it is something where you never know. I, I, I tell people it's not who you're connected to; it's who they're connected to that you need to to think about. And so, you know, say the person in Sweden sends you a, a request on your Facebook page. If you ignore that. That is just horrible and awful. And I've seen that happen far too many times because somebody has thought, oh, they're not local, so why should I care? That's right. I mean, all of, <laughs> the world is, is, is much smaller than we think it is. Um, and especially, I mean, we have comments on our, on our, our website all the time where people will ask for a quote on something and they put their cell phone number in there. And we, you don't know where somebody lives. Right. I mean, you, you've been in Atlanta how long? How long have you been here? Uh, just a little over a year, and I still have my Denver cell phone number. So there you go. I mean, there are people, and we're in Atlanta is the one of the largest transient cities in the country. I mean, there are people in and out of here all the time. Or how about this? You've got a dad who's in town doing something for his daughter, and mm-hmm. he um, he comes in and he he writes something down, uh, or he or he can come, let's just go to go to the brick and mortar. He comes into the store. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he will do when he goes back and talks to that daughter and that daughter then shares her experience with it, with everybody mm-hmm. in the community too. You've got, you got to look at everybody at the same level. I mean, right. everybody is impactful to your business. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, amazingly, we are already at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, let's continue talking about how to really connect with people Online, you know, through blog posts. Um, I know that your site is, is developed through WordPress. Let's talk a little bit about that because so many people still just assume that WordPress is only for blogging. So I want to go further with that. But when we come back, let's just continue this conversation about really how to turn those conversations you have with people into actual conversions. That sounds great. Great. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. 
If nothing beats a great pair of legs, then nothing can beat MileHighRadio.com. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Hi, Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. Yumbanashop.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, the socialite, and I work with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're continuing conversation with Andy Darnell of Howard Brothers, which is a uh, true value hardware store and outdoor power equipment company. So we're really talking about how a brick and mortar store can use social media and blogging and videos and things like that to really generate interest. So welcome back, Andy. Thank you. Great. Well, before we get started, tell people first how they can find out uh, more about Howard Brothers and connect with them. Uh, Howard Brothers, our website is howardbrothers.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Howard Brothers or facebook.com slash Howard Brothers. You can find us if you just Google Howard Brothers or um, <laughs> many of the brands, you'll find us. Great. And if somebody wants to connect with you personally, how would you suggest that they do that? That's great. Um, yeah, gosh, you know, with all the stuff that I'm doing for for my own company, my own my own um, collateral is pretty bad. But I I have AndyDarnell.com, and you can typically find me or at Andy Darnell. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all those other ones. You can find me if you Google Andy Darnell. You'll find me. I'm the goofy great. looking goofy looking guy with Waldo glasses. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I love that you do so much because um, you're, you're 
constantly upgrading and looking at new things to do. You had mentioned to me that you are starting your own marketing firm. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? I am. I mean, I, I've done work. I mean, any of us creatives, and I guess I'll lump myself in there, even though I don't design or, I mean, I, you know, if we, if we get into this kind of thing and have the passions that we, we do, we're going to just, we're going to fall into work. And so mm-hmm. from time to time, I'll have a small business will come to me and say, Hey, can you help me out with my website? Or can you, can you help me do some social media stuff? And, um, so I've, I formalized, um, a business and, um, and I've just recently, I'm going through the, the kind of the learning stages of it right now, setting up the LLC. Mm-hmm. I've done that and setting up the, um, website and, um, it's actually, I'm, I'm working, um, on, it's wingspanmarketing.com. Um, nice. it's a friend of mine. His name's Ben Woodard. He lives in Dallas now. Um, it's been his business. I've kind of taken over for him on it, but really just formalizing some of the work that I've done in the background and trying to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you know, as we were talking before we took the break, it's all about, you know, if you're, if you're in business, you want to make money. You know, we have to. Yep. And so it's great to have conversations with people online, but then we have to actually convert them into either a paying customer or at least telling other people about us. So how do you uh, work that into your, your marketing model? Well, it's it's challenging. <laughs> um, most, most of the time people are looking for something. I mean, in, in the world that we live in, um, especially now with the gen, generation Y, I mean, they, they may not know exactly how to fix something, but they're going to research it. And, and so us as a, as a do it yourself company, I mean, we, hard, the hardware store is kind of our, was our business, um, that we got built on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they're looking for answers. So I mean, we, we got to define what those questions are, figure out what the questions are and be ready to answer them. So, Everything that I do is to try to drive conversion either on our website or in our doors. So mm-hmm. if I can get somebody to find us and they don't know who we are on the website, that is, I, I've won. I've got a, I've got a win in my win column. Um, but then if I know that that person then took the next step and came into our store or contacted us through a form or picked up the phone and called us, um, then those are also wins. And then you can start to look at the return on the investment um, in a in a more tangible way. Well, and you know, one of the things that that we've kind of alluded to is the fact that you need to examine it and measure it and see you know where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Um, do you use you know insights on Facebook, yeah. the SEO stats through your through your website? What all do you look at <laughs> when you're considering if if things are uh, making a mark? Currently, the biggest thing I do from an analytics standpoint is look at my Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything I do is driving to our website. So that's our hub of our marketing. So if I put a billboard on a road, I'm going to use our website as a conversion point. If I mm-hmm. do a radio spot, we're going to do our web, you know, our website's a conversion point. So I can, um, I, I mean, I, I'm constantly looking at web analytics and I know a lot of business owners don't. I, Going back mm-hmm. to the amount of time you have in a day, you just don't look at your website analytics. And so I can see just a vast amount of information, more than I have time for, but I can look at how many people are hitting our site, how they got there, what the homepage was that they came to, because there are no homepages on a website anymore. 
however somebody got there, whether it be through a Facebook ad you did or through a blog, I mean, through search, organic search, or mm-hmm. even a marketing, um, paper, pay-per-click marketing, people are going to find your site and, and hopefully get into the pages of your site. So I'm constantly looking at the web analytics and seeing, okay, is our relevant geographical area getting the visitors? Are we, uh, what are the words that are driving people to us? And then I look at the internal search uh, analytics. So we have a mm-hmm. search a search box on our website. So if somebody gets to our website and I see that they're searching for something on the inside of our site, then I know maybe I need to beef up content over there. Maybe we need to define this a little better or we need to reword something. I can see what is it that they're looking for. Um, and ultimately, like I said, I want people to come into our stores. So I'm, I like to hear the wins from the, from the sales team on, in the trenches. Let the, let, they, they'll tell me, uh, sometimes I have to pull it out of them, but they'll tell me that, uh, yeah, somebody came, um, from X distance away and they said that they saw a video on our website, which drove them here. Mm-hmm. Well, and what you're saying is so important. It's because it's spreading the message in multiple ways. Yeah. You know, and that is scary for some business owners. And one of the things I tell them with social media is start slow. You know, don't think, oh, I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on Google Plus. I have to be here. I have to be. start with just one site, you know, and, and, you know, earlier in the program, you mentioned looking to see where some of the other uh, very successful businesses are. You know, if, if you're a business where other businesses who are very successful are on Twitter, well, then focus on Twitter first. You know, don't do Facebook if that's not really going to, to be where you get the best bang for your buck. Get that one site, you know, get it polished, figure out what you're doing there, and then think about expanding. But in this day and age, you have to be in, in multiple places, whether it's the billboard, the advertisements, the website, you know, all of those things. You have to capture people's attention. You know, it's that old marketing rule that, you know, they used to say that you had to see something, what was it, seven times before you would make a decision. Yeah. Now it's, you know. Who knows how high just because we get inundated with so many things, but it, it just takes continually seeing that. And to me, things like your blog and social media are the good ways to reinforce all of that, to tell your story as opposed to buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. Yeah. People consume content in so many different ways. <clears throat> and someone, I mean, okay, if you talk about my wife, which um, she is not, she does not watch, she does not watch videos online. Um, I'll ask her, did you see this video? And she's like, no, she doesn't watch videos, but mm-hmm. she reads like crazy. So, mm-hmm. so for her, the written word is, is the way to get, to get right. to her. Mm-hmm. The, and the videos are other, are other ways. But I mean, a small business has such limited resources from a budget, budgetary standpoint that mm-hmm. you can't be everywhere. It, it blows my mind. Some of the businesses, the money that they spend on billboards and, and radio. And I know how much it costs us to do something like that. It just, it blows my mind to think about the budget that they've got to do things like that. But I mean, if you get down to the web, there's so much that you can do on a small budget. I mean, the content is the biggest piece of it. If you can create content on a consistent basis and put it somewhere, then you can use all these other um, avenues to push that content or at least to promote it. And then um, you don't know where people will come from to see that content. Mm-hmm. And 
that's the biggest thing. If, if I, I always tell a small business who's asking me, you know, can you build a site for me or what's, what should I do? You need to build, you have to get into a content state. And again, going back to what we were saying at the beginning, you have to be able to capture and then act upon that when you get a chance. So you probably need somebody who is going to write, um, on a regular basis or can it, can at least help shape ideas into something that you can, that you can uh, publish to your site, mm-hmm. um, whether that be the owner or somebody who's close to the business, or you know, if you if you get somebody who is a outside blogger, it really gets difficult. But you have to have somebody who is at least passionate and understand understands your story, your branding, and um, I mean that's that's so critical to the to the mm-hmm. puzzle. Well, and you just touched on something that is. Something that I, I always want to emphasize to people is you absolutely have to have a website. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy, it but it needs to be there. You know, the, the business owners who come up to me and say, oh, you know, I'm just going to have a Facebook fan page. I'm oh, not going to yes. have a website. Oh, you know, that that's great until Facebook changes their mind about how your page is going to look, how you're going to access it. You know, they they seem to like tinkering with things. So, you know, and and you don't control it. You know, you yeah. need to have a website where it is your property and you control the content, you control how it looks. And it's really anymore not all that difficult, um, especially with something like WordPress. You know, I know that Howard Brothers is built on WordPress. My website is built on WordPress. It's, you know, it, it's not a, an overly painful process. And then, you know, there's certainly things like you can buy themes that make it much easier and you can, can outsource it. But you absolutely have to have that home base where you're sending people, whether it's from your social media, whether it's, you know, your link on, on, um, you know, your ad, all of those various things, you've got to send them back to that website. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me when, um, Certain brands, uh, a few years ago, there were some, some brands that went the entire Facebook way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- there's some brands that can get away with it. But if you're talking about a small business, you really have to own what you do. You can't, you can't give it, you can't turn the keys over to, um, someone like Facebook or whomever and, and expect that you're going to get anything out of it. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, Facebook could, decide tomorrow that they're going to start charging businesses and and you may have lost um you may have lost in there as far as what you've done or Mm -hmm. um and honestly um deb facebook's not been the best way that we've driven traffic to to our company um it's great to be in that in that cloud where Mm -hmm. the conversations are going but it's not it hasn't been the it's not the it's not for everybody Mm mm-hmm well, and I would imagine, especially for you, because Facebook does tend to skew more towards women, <clears throat> and you're a hardware store. You know, now, you know, I don't want to stereotype or anything, but it's just probably <clears throat> the majority of people who come into your store really aren't Facebook users to the degree that you know, say it would be for a bookstore or something like that. Yeah. True Value Hardware has done an excellent job recently. We're we're kind of going through a little bit of a rebranding. Um, from a national level mm-hmm. and, and the messaging that is coming out of our cooperative is, is definitely more female focused and generation Y focused. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, some of the things that they've been doing on Pinterest, I, I love, I'm not in right. Pinterest at this point mm-hmm. in time, 
but I appreciate it from a marketing standpoint. I see where they're going with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I look at a lot of the small companies, our customers, a lot of our customers are in, um, uh, Instagram and that's a better place for us to connect with people. Um, there again, though, you're, you're giving your pictures and your content to mm-hmm. a third party source. So I'm, you know, I'm excited about, right. um, some products that are coming up that may help that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the cool thing is, you know, you, you can intersperse all of those together. So, you know, say you've yeah. got the, the young, kid who comes in and sits on one of your tractors and it's a a great photo you post it on instagram then you also post that on facebook and now that we can start using all these hashtags you know all these various things you can also put it on twitter um you know and so it does tend to cross over and i think that's something businesses forget is one thing can go in multiple places you know and, and then maybe you've got a detailed blog post about how easy the equipment is to use. Yeah, you, know, you know, obviously if it's a small child, you have a disclaimer, but um, <laughs> it, you know, you can start tying in all of these things so that, as you said, people who are visual have one thing, somebody who likes to read has something else, and you can really cross over all of those different uh, types of, of boundaries. You hit all the ways that people consume content, mm-hmm. but also you can you can automate a lot of those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking for ways to make things more efficient. Um, and you know, if I if I post it once, I want it to kind of push out to all the different right. channels that it goes to, and mm-hmm. that can be challenging. And that would be a great place for a if you could spend an hour or two with a social media expert, and I'm going to put mm-hmm. that in quotations, mm-hmm. somebody who knows social media who can come in and help you set up some of those those procedures and those um, mm-hmm. automated paths, then, you, then you've saved yourself so much time. Right. Well, and automating really is something that, that is so useful, especially because we have such a limited amount of time. And whether you're using Hootsuite or um, I use Buffer app. I also um, use Facebook's internal scheduling program, all of those things. The nice thing is you can sit down on, say, a Monday morning, spend an hour, and schedule a week's, a week's worth of posts. Then you're not having to stop and think, oh, it's 2 p.m., I, I need to do a post. Your mm-hmm. day just kind of goes on. But what's critical, and, and you mentioned this earlier in the program, is you still have to monitor it. You know, oh, if yes. somebody asks you a question, you know, say your post today was about something that you're doing for the 4th of July. If you don't respond until the 5th of July, that's horrible. Yes. Yeah. And on the, on the flip side of that, I would warn people to make sure that if you have stuff automated and something catastrophic happens in the mm-hmm. world, you need to be sure that you, your, your folks are ready to react to that. And you may not right. want to post something mm-hmm. about, um, whatever it is, if, if something happens that mm-hmm. would you know, turn that off. But anyway, right. you know, and, and we've seen that happen where there have been things like, you know, the, the Boston Marathon, yes. where people really struggled, you know, do we not post at all today? Do we, you know, just post condolences? Do we operate business as usual? How soon do we get back to business as usual? And I think that's something that just every, every person has to consider for themselves. Yeah. I mean, we're not, cha- we're not closing our doors because right. something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you're absolutely right. You, it, every business is kind of needs to define that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and it's you really need to pay attention, especially if your post was about you know something like that event. Um, you know, maybe you were posting something about um, you know the, the how uh, fitness tips for the Boston Marathon. You might really want to make sure that you you stop posting those if something like that happens. But you know, people understand that it's people who are running these pages also, and I think that's where business owners trip up is. They forget that they're that person. You know, they're, they, you, right at the very start, you said, you know, this is about talking to somebody online just like you would talk to them face to face. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, so if something bad has happened, you acknowledge it and then you go on. You know, you can't really ignore it, but, you know, you also don't have to dwell on it. That's right. I want to touch on something very quickly here before we believe, because it's something that your business is involved in, and I see it on your, your blog, and it's actually something I hadn't heard about, and I think that people might be interested in it, and it's the independent we stand. Tell us a little bit more about that, because I know we have listeners who are small business owners, mm-hmm. and this sounds like a, a great organization. Well, Independent We Stand is an organization, they're, they're in Virginia Beach, and all they do is just promote small business. I mean, there are local, by local movements that are across the country. I know that, you know, the Oakland area has some great, great, um, I think it's Oakland grown. Um, there, every city probably has a good by local movement right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, American Express has done the small business Saturday, the, um, mm-hmm. day after Black Friday, um, mm-hmm. every year. And Independent We Stand is just an organization that came along and, and really is just about promoting small business because this country is the country's small businesses are so important and i mean there's something like 65% of all new jobs are created at a small business level and you know by local it's it's it resonates with customers or consumers mm-hmm. and i mean us i mean we we know who our customers are we we see them all the time the money that they spend in our stores, it's going to go back into our local community because we're employing people and we are then supporting groups and um, clubs and and you know we're we're doing you know donations. But that money kind of stays within our community. Where if you if you're doing something on a on a larger level, big box store, you know that money is going to go somewhere, but it, it's not going to stay at your at your role, your local level. Mm-hmm. And so independent we stand. It's a free, um, it's a free organization. You can join it if you're a small business. Um, and you can get on their website and they promote small businesses all the time. They've got an app that, um, if you are, I was in, um, Jekyll Island this last week, uh, Georgia, and I was looking for just small businesses that were down there and there weren't a ton on the app. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm somewhere and I'm looking for a restaurant that I want to support a small business, I will pull out my app and I'll look at it. But, um, you know, it's free and they include just a ton of marketing resources and um, and they support other businesses, other local businesses. But, um, you know, I, t- I touched on Generation Y as being um, an audience that we are um, definitely wanting to address mm-hmm. generation Y is that small they 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 love small business and local right. businesses and so if i want them to be customers in 5 10 years i should promote this this movement and mm-hmm. independent we stand is just a is just an incredible organization with good people and they really help the small guys and they give ideas and um and how to improve your marketing and um definitely 
definitely recommend them to anyone who's listening. Great. You know, and, and they're not saying just, you know, just only buy locally and, oh. and, you know, knocking big business because they have partnered with some very large businesses, <coughs> excuse me, to be able to provide more. You know, I'm looking on their website and they partner with Steel and with Chrysler. I mean, you know, you yes. can't get much bigger than that. Yes. I mean, in American Express, I mean, they're huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a hundred million dollars was spent. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a hundred million consumers spent five billion dollars in 2012 mm-hmm. um, on Small Business Saturday. And that is just that's huge numbers. And so these large companies recognize that the small business is so important to the to the to the country. And and so. You know, they're independent. We stand as one. There's other organizations that do the same thing. You need to get involved in those local chapters, local organizations, and and be the experts or whatever. You know, take your brand, your reputation, your history to those companies and just be a part. Right. Well, and it is, you know, it's, it's funny because it's independent. We stand, but it's when people pull together that it works really well. And, you know, I see that happen, especially on social media where you've got, you know, businesses that support each other and they'll cross promote, you know, they'll do all of those things. And to me, that's where it really comes down. It's, it's, you know, sharing that information, helping everybody out. And it, it just benefits everyone. Yeah. I mean, and I found, I, I found, just at several places that I would have not have ever known existed because of um, them just talking about mm-hmm. about it from a local level. And I mean, I'm pretty passionate about the small business, and um, so I know lots of people are. It's just a great way to kind of, and it's a great way to learn about them. Great. You know, and, and it, it's independent, let's see, what was it? Independentwestand.org is their website. Yes. So check them out. Um, and, you know, I think it really is a good resource for many of our listeners to just see what's there, you know, and, and see what's in your local uh, businesses also. Connect with them on social media, you know, because you've got all of that. But, you know, let's let's bring it back now to what we've been talking about. It is about building you know, having conversations with people and making sure that they know what you do in not really a gentle way, but a way where you're not in their face. So, Andy, any last tips that you want to provide to small business owners who are kind of struggling with how do they combine social media, blogging, video, all of that in, you know, their 28-hour day? (laughs) Start small. Try to be consistent. Look for people who who do want to help you. And mm-hmm. I mean, probably every small business has somebody who, um, who can be tapped for, um, for a piece of this. And as a group, as, a, as if you team up and do this, you can do it well. Um, again, you don't have to do everything, but everything has become easier. You know, video, you can pull out your iPhone and you can take a quick video and put it on a YouTube site and it shows who you are. Um, sometimes better than a fully produced video would be. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you just said the key word. It's about the team. You know, ask your staff. What are the frequently asked questions? What do people really want to know? You know, there there are no longer any unique questions. So if somebody asked it, it might be the first time you, that somebody asked it, but you know somebody else was wondering it too. So then it makes a great tweet that you can send out. Maybe it's something longer that you're doing a blog post and or a video on. But get that team involved because they are part of the whole thing. 
That's right. Absolutely. Great. So, Andy, one last time, tell people how they find you if you want to connect with them. Okay. Personally, you can look uh, look for me at andydarnell.com or on Twitter at Andy Darnell. Um, Howard Brothers in the Atlanta area, we are um, howardbrothers.com um, or on Twitter at Howard Brothers, Facebook, Howard Brothers, just search for us and you can find us. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to delve more into actual uh, word site or WordPress websites because, as we mentioned, that is the foundation for everything is to have a website. So my guest will be Dr. Lisa Richardson. But, Andy, this was fabulous. Thank you so much. And I know I'm going to have to now go to a Howard Brothers store <laughs> just to see what they're like. They're a little bit further away from me because I'm on the other side of town, but I'll make an effort and get over there to see one. Awesome, Deb. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Thank you, everyone, and be sure to tune in next week. As I mentioned, we'll be talking with Dr. Lisa Richardson on uh, all about WordPress websites. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.